0: Are you ready to step beyond your sexual walls? We're here to talk about anything you want. This is the Sisters of Sexuality Show, featuring Taylor Sparks, Parrish Michelle Blair, Jet Setting Jasmine, Marla Renee Stewart, and Tiffany Janae. We have so much to talk about today, so let's just get things started. Here are your hosts: Taylor, Parrish, Jasmine, Marla, and Tiffany.
1: Welcome, welcome to the Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Um, We are sponsored by lifestylecruising.com, and I'm so super excited today. I'm Marla, if you don't know already, but my uh, guest today is Jamanika Eborn, who is the trauma queen. (laughs) Um, So I'm super excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. You said what? I'm excited too. Good,
1: good. I feel like we haven't seen each other in ages. And I'm like, oh, I I miss you. I was like, we keep in touch a little bit more often. But um, so, anyway, um, can you, uh, I know some of the folks know a little bit about me. If you don't know about me and you're tuning in for the very first time, I'm Marla Renee Stewart, and I'm a sexologist and sex educator, um, as well as author and speaker. And um, I do a lot of stuff around seduction, communication, and sex skills, uh, particularly as it relates to people's sexual confidence. And um, uh, one of my, I do work with people who do have trauma, but it's not necessarily one of my specialties, I would say. Um but I have uh Germanica here who is uh, an amazing expert on trauma. Um and we were actually we were together doing a um a talk together uh for Erica Hart. So um, Oh yes,
2: yeah. that was yeah. cute. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was so cute.
1: So we got to like put in our expertise um, uh, for Erica's. I think it
2: was a social work class, right? Yeah, I believe so. We definitely were in there shining. Yeah, that
1: was great. So anyway, uh, Jiminika, can you tell like our listeners a little bit more about you?
2: Yeah, definitely. So I call myself like a queer media consultant because I am a lovely queer (laughs) black magical queen. Um, (laughs) Also, a, a comprehensive sex educator, and I say that because like. I'm very much focused, and when I'm working with teenagers, that we are talking about everything. (laughs) Um, And I am a podcast host. I'm a writer. um, And I have been in mental health for a little over a decade now, which sounds really crazy. And working through different aspects of that is where I found my love for working with sexual assault survivors. Also being a survivor, I was like, how do I help people when I didn't know how to navigate it? So that's definitely been, like, some of my focus of work and also supporting people in marginalized identities that can't necessarily afford all of the care.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. So when you say um, you talked about, you talk about, like, everything with teenagers, like, what does that include? Because, you know, when I think about, like, My mom, oh my gosh, you know, I grew up in a sex positive (laughs) parenting household. And so my mom literally talked, she talked about a lot of things. I mean, Mm -hmm. not necessarily is what probably we would call comprehensive now as far as like you know, relationships and thinking about orgasms and things of that nature, but more sort of like supporting me in like my sexual journey and whatever that looked like. Yeah. So um, what is it that you sort of discuss or when you say everything with teenagers, what does that really
2: mean? So I definitely talk about all the body parts and what all the things do. But also I think for me, I think what I missed is like talking about actual feelings that go with everything. Um, Mm Teaching the teenagers how to utilize yes and no, I think that's very comprehensive to sexuality that people kind of overlook. And they're like, oh, wait, I'm allowed to do these things. Um, so we talk about that. We, we talk about, of course, the quote unquote, like the real names <laughs> for body parts and why people are scared to utilize them and breaking that down and kind of unlearning kind of the, the unlearning the things that te- other teenagers teach you. yeah. <laughs> And the kids are like, this, well, I heard it was a so-and-so and so girl. i am like, I've never heard of that in my life. (laughs) But I mean, cool. If that's what you utilize, let's, let's also add more verbiage. So my focus isn't just, um, Just looking at photos and be like, this is a thing, but I want to ask questions and have conversations and also definitely bring in the mental aspect of sex because sex starts in the brain and people kind of forget that, like the thought process. So when I say comprehensive, I also talk about all of that.
1: Nice, nice. I remember doing a workshop for a teenage group and they referred to their vagina as down there. And and I was like, down where? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And so to try to get them to understand, like, they need to connect to their bodies and that their pussy isn't like this foreign thing. Like um, how important that is to really, you know, just be able to connect and be there and, you know, be present. So uh, thank you for doing all that work. I love Um, it. And also, like, would you mind telling us a little bit more? Well, actually, we're going to get into, like, maybe some of your experiences around being a survivor um, a little bit later. But um, do you remember how we met?
2: I believe we met at your conference. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, who's this magical, shining person that's just smiling at everybody? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, who is this? This is, this is it. It was my, it was my, I think it was maybe my second conference that I had ever been to and wow. like figuring out my sexual education. I know. And I was just like, well, here I am. I don't know what's happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. During the Sex Down South conference, you probably caught me after some, some champagne. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a beautiful time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's great. And um, I'm hoping that you get to make it out again this year. Are that's, you going to be able
2: to? I'm definitely trying to. This might be the only conference I actually attend this year because I'm, I'm I love to say this. Mama's booked. Um, so <laughs> um, so that might be the only one that I get to because in all honesty and not just because I love you, like it's literally my favorite conference that I have ever attended. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to try to be, I got to be there.
1: Yes, yes. You got to be there. You got to be there. Everybody has to plan their life around it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I'm excited. Just, I just get excited about it because, you know, T and I, you know, it's like our baby, you know, so we just want like everybody else to be excited as much as we're excited about it. I mean, um, it's a magical
2: place. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should go.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. So, you know, at the sex conference, there's usually, you know, there's like lots of education and like, you know, were there any workshops or did you like think about maybe like the pros and cons of like being a sex educator at that point? Um,
2: I think, I I think the cons are, are kind of like you are really getting into like that different weirdo space, but I think that's also a pro so it's mm-hmm. tricky for me. I'm like, it's a pro because you're like, oh, I found my people. And then mm-hmm. it's a con because people are like, wait, you do what? That's <laughs> weird. So, mm-hmm. um, But for me, I think there's definitely more pros than cons. Because it's, sex is something that everyone is doing, or most people are doing or want to do, but they don't want to talk about it. Which I'm like, well, if you're going to do it, you need to learn how to talk about it. And yeah. so... As an educator, I'm like, oh, you want to talk about? Great. I love to talk about it. Like, I think there's so many different aspects of it as well. And, like, coming from a mental health background, burnout is real. So I was like, how do I do fun mm-hmm. stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how do I do growing, helpful things? I was like, ooh, sex. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. And so um, you talked about, like, being with all, like, for me, it's like, you know, the weirdos are your family, right? So. Yeah. Um, definitely (laughs) like what else what might else be like the
2: cons of sort of being a sex educator just in general I mean most of us don't get into this thinking we're about to be super rich right Mm -hmm. like um I think it's you know if you're looking to become a millionaire in a year maybe sex education isn't for you so that Mm -hmm. might be a con for some people um and also like sometimes it's hard to find work and there's a lot of people that are against the work that we do. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that can be a con. But again, a pro for people like me, like my brain is always working and I'm like, well, how else can I do this? Like, how can I reword it? And people are like, oh no, I'm actually here and learning. So I, I, I think it's a pro and a con back and forth. Like there's negatives in it. Of course, like there's negatives in any job that you get. But like I said, if you're trying to be get get rich quick, this isn't for you. Like you literally have to love what you are doing.
1: Yes, I I totally agree. But it's so funny that you said that because when I was in college, I had hopes and dreams. But anyway, I was in my variations <laughs> in human sexuality class at SF State. And um San Francisco state. And so, uh, we had a Dr. Ruth who came out to one of our classes and I was in awe, right? I was like, Oh my God, yes, this is the thing I want to do. I want to sit up on stage and talk about sexuality and like (laughs) all the facets of sexuality that I can. Um, and so like, knowing Dr. Ruth was just, like, super famous for doing this thing that I also love to do, definitely it hit with a, a warped sense of, you know, we have that, if you, anybody can do it kind of, you know, general American attitude, Yeah, um, but not anybody can do it and make money in doing it, right? Correct. So,
2: Cool. I think. Correct.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, or, unless you want to like work for someone or I'm Which like, I don't, I
2: don't. <laughs> right.
1: exactly. That's a negative for me. Exactly. I mean, and I'm, you know, I, I love this work and I do this work and yes, it brings me in some money, but some of the money also comes from, you know, teaching at the university and also mm-hmm. doing uh research for nonprofit organizations. Like, so yeah. like the things that, you know i'm kind of like a a hustler within the sexuality realm like i'm like anything has to do with sex i'm here for it i mean you kind of have to do that though yeah exactly exactly if you want to be i guess a sort of an entrepreneur and 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 do that for yourself so um so that's awesome that you are like you know but you're you're mostly mainly um doing a I'm, i'm guessing a bunch of gigs and uh um, doing, uh, you said you're queer media consultant, so I'm guessing there's a lot of consultation that goes um, throughout yeah. the year. So um. it's
2: it's definitely picking up. Like last year, I'm like last year I was set in the stone, and this year I'm like, oh, I'm booked until April. Okay, cool. But again, it is like I do a lot of different things in a lot of different spaces. Like I do college talk college talks now, which if you want to make a little coin. That is where it is. Yeah. Um, I'm like learning that. Um, I've been invited to speak at a synagogue in March and I am ecstatic.
1: <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I was like, like yes. what,
2: what are you gonna be speaking about? Um talking about consent and boundaries. Cool. They have a they have a Me Too program in the synagogue and they were like, Will you come and teach and speak to the children? I was like, I sure will. Okay. That okay. You were like, excited.
1: Yeah. Girl, once we get off, we're going to have to talk about some things. <laughs> <laughs> I love anyway, it. Um, so before we hit our first break, I just wanted to make sure that, um, you know, uh, soon as coming up, we're going to be talking about um, Jaminika as a, a survivor and sort of how that experience, ha- you know, what that brought you. Um, and um, if you're listening in live, please dial in to 866-613-1612. And we will be happy to answer any questions or if you just want to say hi, um, please feel free to do that. So uh, we'll see you soon.
3: Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com.
4: When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with LubeLite. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Organic
0: loving for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, organic lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You will not find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her, for him, for you, for the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic OrganicLovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to Sisters of Sexuality at gmail.com. Now, back to our show.
1: Welcome, welcome back to the Sisters of Sexuality Five Shades of Play radio show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, sponsored by LifestyleCruising.com. We are talking with the trauma queen, Jimonika Eborn. Um, Our first segment, we talked about sort of who we are as sex educators, if you missed it. Um that's okay. If you want to call in live, you can feel free to call in at 866-613-1612 and we'll gladly have a conversation with you. Um but now I really want to get into sort of um experience with trauma mm-hmm. um and so when I of course when we hear trauma a lot of the times you think about sort of sexual trauma. Um mm-hmm. uh, when we're in this um uh, in this world, right? Sex ed world. And, um, a lot of times I, I'm very limited, right? Like I know certain things around trauma just because of my background in, you know, psychology and sociology. But, um, as far as like, you know, I had a very amazing and pleasant childhood and like I didn't have any, um, what probably most people would consider sort of traumatic experiences. Like my only, my my worst probably experience was when I was at my basketball game and I saw my mom up in the stands after I made this like awesome shot and she was like reading a book. Like that's traumatized oh, no. me. <laughs> that's just
0: rude.
1: <laughs> it's very rude. <laughs> so you know, um, so a lot of times uh, when I get clients, it's a little bit hard for me to relate when there yeah. is a very you know like a sexual trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, so if it's too deep or if they're not working on it on their own with another therapist, I tend to be like, Hey, I, you know, I need you to work through this thing first, um, for, you know, you, I can come and teach you some sex skills, some communication, all this stuff, just to make sure that, I mean, I know it's always sort of a process, but just making sure that they are working on it. And, um, because I just don't have the skills around, around that. So, um, I guess I just wanted to hear like, Can you just tell us a little bit more about, like, how, you know, being a survivor and sort of how that's informed your work?
2: Yeah, I mean, even going a little further back, like, the trauma in my life has kind of evolved. Like, there's been different stages of trauma that I think has helped my work or supported it. So I always say, like, I'm a child of trauma. Um, When I was one, my mother was murdered, and they actually found me with her body. Um, Uh And so that's kind of like the start (laughs) of what led me to even wanting to work in mental health. Like, mm-hmm. I was watching a lot of Law and Order SVU and I was like, oh shit, this is mm-hmm. it. This, this is how I do the work. Um, and then and then I got kicked out of school because you're supposed to go to class and mama didn't. Because <laughs> you're supposed um, to. <laughs> I mean, I thought I was supposed to go to the parties, but <laughs> I mean, from there I became a rape crisis counselor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh wow okay this this is my calling, um, because it just made so much sense, like to have someone trust you that much in that space, and it was the most humbling thing I had ever done, and then I was assaulted, um and people always like assume like it looks like in the movies, like you walking down an alley, and I'm like, No, I was in my bed sleeping, and I woke up to a naked man standing over me,, mm. and so it's like. Well, what did you do? I was wrapped up in my blanket and I did what I was felt the safest in that moment. I froze. Mm. Right. And people always talk about like, well, why didn't you do this? I would have done this. And I'm like, you don't know what you would have done in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was like, okay, how do I continue to like grow? So I've always worked in different, different fields, in psychology, Uh, eating disorders, which again, it all went back to a lot of people had eating disorders as coping for dealing with trauma. Mm -hmm. I went to mental health facilities and they'd be like, oh, the teenagers, oh, you were sexually assaulted. So I was like, okay, well, this is the thing. This is how I, this is what I've learned over the ages and over the time is that a lot of people deal with trauma and don't realize it until it bubbles to the surface and it's a lot. So Mm. for me, the work that I've been doing has been just a lot of like easy conversations of just opening the door and creating a safe space for someone to exhale Mm. and like a safe space where they're not going to be judged, where I'm not going to question why they didn't do things, where I'm like, that was shitty. And they're like, yeah, it, oh, thank you for saying that. Like, Mm trauma is really there's a lot of different parts of it right like with sexual assault there's the internalized trauma as well of as you beating yourself up like well I should have done this where I should have done this and that can add to your body um I'm studying health psychology now and like how trauma within our bodies can create other illnesses within us
0: Mm, mm -hmm. and people
2: are like that's a thing and I was like yes I'll get back to you when I finish my degree. But <laughs> it, it's definitely like something that resonates within our body. And again, oh, it yeah. shows up in different ways. When mm. I, after I was sexually assaulted, it showed up in for me as in, I had a bar in my trunk.
3: Mm. So
2: I was drinking every day. Also I was fighting. So mm. at a certain point, somebody was getting choked out and I was punching someone and it was it smart and safe. No did I realize what I was doing? No. Mm. And then after I started working on it, I was like, Oh, Oh, these are all the things. Okay. I see what you're saying.
1: Wow. That's very interesting. Um, wow. Thank you for the sharing your story. Um, Um, so when you, um, when you were assaulted and you say you froze, like, I know there's, you know, there's the flight, there's the fight, there's the freeze, um, and recently uh, Ida Mandule, um informed me that there was the fawn um, mm-hmm. and so you know the ways of sort of coping um, do you see uh, do you see a lot of one or the other or, or all of these sort of in your work that, that people do or is it is there one that's more prevalent than other like is freeze like more common than flight or fight or fawn or I um,
2: think it varies I, I think Again, speaking to, like you asked, like the people I have worked with, a lot of people have frozen. Mm.
1: It's such
2: like a startling situation. And a lot of times it's so fast, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like someone's just, it's not a romantic experience. No one's like rubbing your hair and like whispering and bringing you candles. Like, it's a very fast experience. And sometimes it's so quick that you can't like cal- uh, calibrate it. Like, you're like, wait, what's going on? So you're like, well, I'm just going to lay here. Like, yeah. I don't know what else to do. And I mean, if that's the safest thing for you, i say do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's It reminds me of this story. Um, I tell a story, and it's a funny story to me now, but at the time,
2: mm-hmm. you know, it
1: was pretty traumatic in a sense of, like, um, when I was having sex with this woman, uh, this porn star she did all these things and then all of a sudden when I thought sex was over she just started whipping me with the flogger and I froze because I yeah. did not know what to do and um and like now I think I-, I don't even know if now if I would do the same thing I know now I probably would have the voice to speak up but being young um yeah. and I'm not say all young people are the same but like no, knowing the information that I have now, I just wasn't equipped to, to, to use my voice in the way that I would, I would have liked to. Right. So definitely, um, I think that's very interesting, and um, it's very interesting that people freeze more than anything. Wow. Um, do you think that sort of uh, there's, well, I mean, I know there's like trauma scales, like. Uh-huh.
2: Do you, like, how do you rate different traumas or do you? I, I try not to um, because it f- kind of puts people into more of an other state mm, mm-hmm. uh, than they're already in. Like, I don't want clients or individuals to ever be like, well, my trauma is not as bad as that person's, so I'm not going to get help because mm. I hear that a lot. Well, well, I wasn't gang raped. Like, it was just one time and I knew the person, so, like... I'll be okay. Like, no, an assault is an assault. If your no was not heard and your body was touched without your consent, you, you, you're allowed to feel valid in that. Like we don't need to compare the traumas back and forth. Mm. I try not to do that because people then get in their heads and it sometimes will stop them from getting the help that they need. And then other things can come up.
1: Yeah, that's really great. I'm glad you said that just because, you know, we often, you know, try to compare, you know, traumas, so... Um so um, we are going to transition to another break, um, but before we do that, um, we uh, just to let y'all know you can still call in. We are live. The number is 866-613-1612, And next, we're going to talk about sort of do some, uh, some maybe a little storytelling about you know maybe some clients, partners, or lovers who have had experiences with trauma, and then maybe just talk about some uh, coping mechanisms. So we look forward and hope you come back to join us on the Sisters of Sexuality Five Shades of Play radio show.
3: Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to orbs go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure personalized
0: organic lovin for the bodies you love to love how do people describe you are you curious playful maybe sensual adventurous how about open-minded the truth is no matter who you are organic lovin has something to indulge your fantasies We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated. Entertained and informed organic lovin for her for him for you for the bodies you love to love visit organiclovin.com we offer shipping worldwide so stop by the site anytime organiclovin that's l-o-v-e-n.com you are listening to sisters of sexuality to check in with the show and ask your questions call us at one 613 1612 that's one 613 1612 or send an email to Sexuality at gmail.com now back to our show Welcome, you
1: are tuning in to the Sisters of Sexuality Five Shades of Play radio show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network, sponsored by LifestyleCruising.com. And I'm here, Marla, your host, with Jaminika, who is the Trauma Queen. And we are talking about sort of our journeys as sex educators. Uh, We've talked about sort of our experiences around trauma. Uh, Jaminika opened up about her life and uh, what it means to be a survivor. Um, And we sort of briefly talked about sort of the flight, fight, freeze, or fawn um, sort of uh, coping me- mechanisms when, uh, you know, trauma um, hits us. So um, I really wanted to, in this segment, I really wanted to get into sort of, like, if you had any, um, I guess, more, of, more or less stories of, you know, folks experience with trauma and sort of how they've coped with it, right? So when I'm thinking about, like, you know, we've had, you know, I've had a a friend of mine who... Um, you know was raped in high school and um, a lot of times people say well that's why she was sleeping around or promiscuous or mm-hmm. um, or like people who shut down completely and like don't want to do anything with anybody because of uh, because of that rape so yeah. um, so I'm just wondering like do you have any stories of maybe clients or um, folks that you've talked to who um, have had different sort of coping mechanisms, or what kinds of maybe maybe you could start off with what kinds of coping p- coping mechanisms that people tend to have?
2: yeah, i think I think they vary again per person. Um, I guess you can look at like the negative ones, like drinking a lot, like doing drugs because it's the numbing process. There are people that become extremely sexual. There are people that shut down. There are people that, isolate there are people that suddenly want to be around everyone which is very rare they normally want to keep people away from them Mm. Um, and then like thinking about like how people like navigate it it's tricky like you never know it can be like self-harm you can start um I know people that have become cutters or eating disorders which we talked about briefly um some people will eat more Because they feel like if they become larger, if their body becomes larger, they will become someone that's unwanted. Or Mm. they will take control and be like, well, if I can't take control from that situation, I will take control and not eat anything because I'm in control of my diet. Mm. And so so there's so many different ways. Like, there is just no one way that you'd be like, oh, you're doing that thing. Were you assaulted? Is that what's going on? Like, there isn't. Because everyone, it shows up differently. Mm-hmm.
1: So when, so I'm thinking about like, um, I, I mean, and this is not like, well, I'm, let me stop framing it like that. I'm just thinking about like, maybe things, girl, you know, I watched the Dr. Phil episode.
2: And okay. This let's, do it. <laughs> let's do it. Talk about Phil. I don't like him, but let's do it. Can't stand him.
1: So it is a guilty pleasure of mine. And. <laughs> Um, With Dr. Phil on this episode, there was this uh, woman, young woman, who um, her dad used to call her Fatty Maddie. And mm-hmm. she um, ended up just not eating and she thinks like mm-hmm. any anything on her body. She was just like really skin and bones. Mm-hmm. And so her way of coping, right, was to like control what she can and can't eat or what she... Yep does you know what she purges and what she doesn't or whatever um and um if you know of course the dad probably wasn't thinking that he's traumatizing her so you know for maybe like listeners out there who um maybe have said something or have done something to someone without realizing um how they might have affected them um is there any way for those you know, any way to talk to those people around sort of coping with how they've induced trauma?
2: I think that's really hard, right? Like, if you don't know you have inflicted pain upon someone, I think if the person that feels hurt is finally able to tell you, I think the first thing you can do is not feel attacked and be like, Mm -hmm. well, I didn't mean, like, people go into such quick defense mechanisms, right? Like Mm -hmm. what I really meant, or like, listen to the person. This is what I say. Anytime a sexual assault survivor comes to you, if they are telling you, this is what you said that's hurt me, or this is what you're doing that makes me feel unsafe. Take a second, take a breath and listen to what they are saying to you because you don't know how hard it was for them just to come to you and actually listen and take yourself out of it. Like we have a problem with putting everything in like to like a selfish, our own perspective. Like, remember this isn't about you. Right. So it can be really hard for people. So if someone's coming to you and be like, you did this and this is what would happen. Be like, oh, sit back and listen. Like if you actually care about this person, right? Like if you are a shitty person and you don't care, I'm, you're a shitty person, you don't care, I don't know what to tell you. But if someone that you care about comes to you, actually listen to what they're saying. And then ask like, can I ask you more questions? Or how can I further support you? Apologize, don't keep harping on it because when you continue to be like, well I, and then I, you are now Mm. making a situation about you.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's really great. Just to be like, really invoke your active listening, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really appreciate that because there, there's definitely been times where I've said something and, you know, was just like, oh, shit, sorry. You know, like, oh, I didn't mean that, but I was glad that they were able to come up to me and tell me, um, you know, things. I know, like, for me, I have a pretty, you know, blunt personality and so you're just direct yeah yeah, i'm very direct and so (laughs) with my more sensitive beings in the world um you know there's sometimes there tends to be a little clash so um that's always a concern for me of just trying not to like hurt people yeah Um, but yeah um so yeah so um can you talk a little bit more about sort of like Maybe some lessons that you've learned from working with people in their trauma or um, sort of, you know, ways that you have sort of um, navigated this work?
2: Yeah, I think there's so much to learn um, from anyone that you work with or anyone that you see. I, I constantly think like, this isn't just me sitting down to tell you things and support you. I have learned resilience, like that is like Mm. a word that I'm like, what comes to me when I think of survivors, resilience. Mm. They go through so much, like internally and externally. Mm. Um, I've also learned strength, like resilience and strength. I mean, they can be the same, but different also, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a lot, like for me to be able to sit down with someone and just see them as who Mm. they are I've learned a lot about vulnerability and how much it is a privilege when someone shares their vulnerability with you. And I think people often discount that and they're like, Oh, you just told me a thing. Like, again, you don't know what it took for that person to finally be like, okay, there's someone I can trust to share this with you. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to be like appreciative of Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. That's really great. So do
1: you, like, thinking about, like, sort of resilience and strength and vulnerability, Mm -hmm. do you think that, um, like, some populations, like, you know, when I think about Sex Down South, I think about marginalized communities, right? So I think about, you know, folks of color, you know, disabled folks, queer, trans folks, like, do you think um, we sort of have, um, you are able to be more resilient or, Mm -hmm. you know, or more strong or vulnerable, or is it just a different type of resilience or?
2: Yeah, I think yes. (laughs) Yes. The answer is yes, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, because we're forced to, right? Like there is no just like, oh, well, it's fine. Like we... I don't Well, The last few years, I will say, was the last two years since that man's been president. Um, (laughs) I feel like everyone around me that identifies in a marginalized population, they have been more on edge. So they have to be a little bit stronger because you don't know what's coming around the corner. Mm. Yeah. Um, being, and I, my, I I remember coming out to my mom and this, this will make sense coming out to my mom. And I was like, you know, I'm a little queer, a little polyamorous. And she was like, okay, whatever girl. And her only response was, I just worry about you because it's more things that people will have against you. Mm. And I was like, you know, I didn't think about that part. I thought I was just about to live my best life. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. It's, you know, us in these marginalized positions, we just have more eyes upon us. So we have to be a little bit stronger. We have to find a little bit more support to deal with things. But also people assume that we have it together, right? Like I just Mm -hmm. recorded season three of Trauma Queen and it was the trauma of Black femmes. And everyone was saying, people assume that we can handle anything. So they just throw it at us, but don't check in on us. Hmm. And it's kind of mm. like that for marginalized individuals, like, well, you're fine, right? Okay, anyway. And like, before you can respond, they've gone on. So we have yeah. to be a little bit stronger. And we do have to be prepared for anything to happen. So yes, yeah. I think resiliency is real and strength. <laughs> um, yeah. But I will say the vulnerability level, I think, is harder for us. Yeah,
1: And so, okay, so we're going to move to a break, but let's, I want to talk about sort of the healing that trauma. Yeah. We'll come back and talk to it soon. Yeah.
3: Sexy is back and we've got it going on all the time here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.
4: When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe.
0: You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1-866-613-1612. That's one 1-866- 866 613-1612. or send an email to sisters of sexuality at gmail.com now back to our show
1: all right welcome to the sisters of sexuality five shades of play radio show on the sexy lifestyle network sponsored by lifestyle cruising.com and um I'm here Marlo your host with Nika, the trauma queen and we had just finished talking about sort of marginalized populations
5: mm-hmm. thinking about
1: the ways that you know we tend to be resilient and have a lot of strength and um, but also are allowed to like feel our vulnerability or give our stories around vulnerability um, and that how that really can help us to Uh, Introduce sort of healing a lot of the trauma Um, and so this piece I I just want to talk more um, really about like um, healing methods I know in my work like I have you know the way that I help to heal people is just around getting you know building up people's confidence so Mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with like positive affirmations using body movements um, using a lot of affection um, so there's a lot of, you know, things that I use to heal, including like maybe specific, you know, aphrodisiac herbs. Um, so um, I was just wondering if, you know, you had any sort of um, specific healing methods or sort of uh, maybe you can uh, tell our audience about maybe any uh, healing journeys or anything like that. Um, yeah. yeah. healing.
2: Definitely, I think the first thing to just say about healing is that there is no time frame. A lot of people are like, "Will this happen? I should be done, right?" There's no time frame for healing. Everyone's healing looks different, um, and I think there's so many like simple things. And I say simple in in a very uh, apologize tone because I know simple is a hard thing to say when we're talking about trauma. But there's things you can do at home, but not even leaving your home. I think journaling is really amazing for just expressing the things before you're ready to be in front of someone or allow someone else to touch you. Um, I also do a lot of reconnecting your sexuality after trauma. Um, and I think masturbation is great for healing mm. and like reconnecting with yourself and figuring out. After trauma, you may not like the same things you used to like. And mm. I highly support you figuring that out at home before you are in a situation in a bedroom with someone you do trust and something comes up, Mm. Um, which it still may, and you may still need to have a conversation with that person, but also, you know, you can kind of have an idea when you walk in, like, so I figured out these things, be patient, let's go on. Um, and also like, I understand that having therapy is a privilege, Mm. but if you're able to afford some type of service, um, Please do that. I think that's extremely helpful. I love my therapist. I found me a Black femme therapist who understands and reads me every other week. Um, I think it's amazing to have someone. Also, finding community can be very healing. If there's support groups you can find, or either creating your own support group, I hmm. think it's also really, really good. Um, storytelling. So this is why I created Trauma Queen with storytelling, I find that there's healing and listening to other people that have been through the journey and kind of figure out how they navigated it and you may pick up different things that you wanna try. Nice,
1: so tell us about Trauma Queen, like what is that all about?
2: Yeah, so it is my child, as you said about Sextown South. Um, (laughs) So Trauma Queen was created because I wanted to teach more would not be in a classroom
5: <laughs> and I wanted to support
2: people and work for myself so it was like how do I do all these things so each season is focused on a different type of trauma um, and we have different people different bodies coming in what you won't what you will never see on trauma queen is just a regular blonde blue-eyed white woman like mm. everyone is coming from a different type of marginalized identity because I feel like these other people have enough spaces to have these conversations and we are often overlooked Mm. So the first season was about is trauma survivors. So different types of trauma, sexual assault survivors. So people that had never talked to anyone, someone that had never seen a therapist, someone that was a cis male, a cis gay male, and like telling their story about being uh, drugged on a date, like these type of Mm. things. The second season was about gaslighting trauma and how that can further you know, go on in life and how it shows up and processing it and how it shows up in all different types of relationships. We had people in work getting divorced, parents, like friendships. It was, it kind of goes around the gamut. And then the season three that's coming out either next week, I think it's next week or the week after, is the trauma that black femmes carry. So it's a black femme trauma. Mm. And so I'm super excited. Nice. <laughs> I was nice. like, "Can you
1: clue uh, us in on like some maybe a story about the black fem trauma, or it was something that
2: uh, that came up?" Yeah, I mean, it's. I talked to. I don't know if you know uh, who this individual is, Evian Whitney, um, who does like body work and support, and just is just works with femmes in general, and she is currently living in Portland which I don't know if y'all have heard, is extremely white. Right. So talking about how just showing up, there's so much, like, scarcity and fear in the way people will treat her or have treated her. And, like, going to events and feeling like she is has to be on guard because people are constantly, like, ready to attack. So just being a Black femme in, in a predominantly white state or white city, like, What that you hold within yourself, you're just constantly on guard. Or, like, different people in different fields. I talked to someone that does yoga, who identifies as fat and black, and Mm -hmm. realizes they, them, and she. So, like, what that looks like in the field or the space of yoga and, like, bodies, if you are identifying all these things, they're like, well, we actually don't care about you, so... So like figuring all these things out and people constantly having their eyes on us and constantly having opinions about us was just like a little bit (laughs) and we're tired of always fighting for us. Yes.
1: Yes. I, oh, I totally get it. I've had to, um, uh, think about my traumatic experiences in academia with uh, white women in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, and, how I still get questioned, like, I've been studying human sexuality for 18 years, and I still get questioned about my knowledge, right? And, Rude. Yeah, <laughs> right. How do I know the things that I know, right? And I'm just like, wow, okay, all right, whatever. So um, it's hard, though. It's hard to, like, not take that personally, you know, Um but yeah, I think uh, Black families, we have a certain, there's definitely, we need to support each other. Like, yes, community.
2: Point blank. Community. That's yeah. literally what everyone ended it with. When wow. I asked, like, what, how, what kind of advice do you have? Find community, because we need each other to survive.
1: Yes, yes. And if you don't, if you don't have like access to like therapy, like that is the group that you can go to, to talk to, to, you know, navigate things through with. So I think, um, yeah. Wow. I think that's really great. Thank you so much. So, um, so I just wanted to, um, we're getting ready to come to show is coming to a close. I know it's kind of crazy. It's gone by really, really quickly. Um, but I just wanted to say, um, you know, I'm Marla. I'm your host um, with the Sisters of Sexuality uh, Five Shades of Play radio show, and you can um, check out my website, VelvetLipsLLC.com, um, where I do sex education and various workshops. Um, and you can find me at Velvet Lips uh, Sex Ed. That's uh, without the e in sex, of course, on social media. Um, but Geminica, where can they find you?
2: You can find me at traumaclean.love is my website. And it has the link to all my social media, which is under Jim and which is J-I-M-A-N-E-K-I-A. Uh, you can book me to speak at gigs. You can buy some of my classes. I have a class on how to support sexual assault survivors. I have two different versions. Um, so that's where you can find me. I'm all over the place. Just look up my name. Yes,
1: and you have such a very unique name as well. Isn't it amazing? I, I love your name. I practiced it for like weeks and weeks and weeks because I love the way that it comes off of my it comes away like it comes out of my mouth. So uh, that's really great. Awesome. So um, just to let you know, you are you are listening to the Sisters of Sexuality Five Shades of Play radio show um, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. We are sponsored by LifestyleCruising.com. And to this week, uh, when it comes to pleasure, no two people are the same. So Mystery Vibe combines the best of humanity and technology to bring you a truly personal pleasure experience. The world's first body-adapting vibrator you can bend the crescendo to suit your every desire. Take your solo play or partner play to the next level with an app that commands your pleasure across six motors and countless possibilities. Oh, uh, very, very much, that's very interesting. Um, crescendo is loved by all. So from Women's Health to Forbes magazine, go to mysteryvibe.com today if you wanna check that out. Um, again, thank you all for listening um, to me, Marla Stewart, your host, and our wonderful trauma queen, Jim uh, Thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful evening.
5: Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like
0: thank you for tuning in to sisters of sexuality please join taylor sparks parish michelle blair jet setting jasmine marla renee stewart and tiffany janae again next wednesday at 5 p.m pacific time and 8 p.m eastern time on the sexy lifestyle network or on demand 24 7.